0: And it's lasting yeah. all week long
1: Amen. Give the Lord a chair as you said, please. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We are so happy for everyone on the second Sunday of January 2022. The new year is here. It's underway. I want to take just a moment of our worship time and give thanksgiving to God An event happened last night, most of you are aware, but our good friend, our brother, brother Bob Reed, went to be with the Lord during the evening hours. And at this point that there is, uh, according to Sister Molly, we received her call as we were coming up the interstate today, she is to see the director, funeral director tomorrow, and uh, so announcements of any arrangements officially uh, have yet to be made. But I think it would be very appropriate if we would just stand as a church and offer prayer for Sister Molly, who did request this. And immediately, Brother Harold will return the service to you as the congregation is seated. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. And we thank you, Lord, for the abundance of your love and mercies. I thank you, dear God, that you're always there, never leaving us, never forsaking us. And Lord, last night you seemed in your wisdom and your love. To take Brother Bob home, we thank you, Lord, that we have such arrangements with you. But Lord, we pray for his companion, all those that loved and appreciated this man, that you'll be with them in a special way of comfort. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your plan, that after this old earth, Lord, there's a heaven to gain. Today he's with you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated.
2: Well, good morning. Just got a couple announcements, and uh, we need to remember next Saturday, five o'clock will be men's meeting here. Um, ladies' meeting was last night. Did you enjoy it? Well. Sounds like they did. So we'll ask again next week now for the men, see what happens. <laughs> so remember that, 5 o'clock next Saturday. And then uh, following service this morning, there'll be a business meeting here in the church. So about 10 minutes or so after church, there'll be a business meeting. Is there any other announcements need to be made? Remember, bring any food items there for the food pantry. Um, keep that stocked up so you can get some information in the back if you need to see what to bring. Anything else? Nothing? All right, let's all stand. We'll have prayer again this morning, and we'll go in as we go into service. Um, Any prayer requests anybody wants to make known? Nothing? Okay, yep, we still have a number of people missing, so we want to remember them in prayer. All right, let's remember Tammy and healing. Yeah, Millie? Okay. So All right, let's remember Millie's granddaughter. Yes, remember pray for Judy. All right, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's let's remember uh, Steve uh, and Brian and uh, Tommy. All right. So anything else? Yeah. All the unsaved loved ones, remember them. All right. Continue to uh, pray for the church. Pray for service this morning. Let's all pray. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. Just God, uh, thanking you, Lord, for the opportunity again, God, to be here be together, God. We're just asking that you would bless this morning, God, and that you would have your way. God, we know that you know each and every heart, each need, God, each person that was mentioned. could we have a couple of ushers come up. It'll be second Sunday, missions offering. So everything that's not marked on a check or envelope will go towards missions, which uh, will go down towards the work in Mexico and, and Haiti. So uh, let's pray again this morning. God, we thank you again, Lord, just uh, asking that you'll be with this offering, God, that you will bless it, multiply it towards its work, God. We just pray that... Um, He'll be with those down in Mexico and Haiti, God, as um, the funds will uh, go towards what you want them to, Lord, and that you will uh, just bless those in charge, God, and uh, uh, give them strength and the vision they need, God, to follow you. We thank you in your name. Amen.
1: Lord, this morning as we come together on the second Sunday of the year 2022, we've already found out that in the first few days there's already been a several things to happen to our families. And when I say to our families, that touches just about everyone in this building today. Some of you have got a brother, brother in law in North Kansas City with a serious situation, getting better, and we thank the Lord for that. We've had some that have went to a hospital and had biopsies and smiling real pretty this morning. I wish the camera could uh show how many people were admiring that smile this morning and uh and by the way, we can uh look over here at my wife. she's been in the hospital this week came out and uh came home. I'm waiting on her hand and foot and uh we uh, Oh, she's nodding her head. Maybe I'd better not take too much credit or she's going to remember that. Sister Millie is here today, and according to the prayer requests that have came through on the prayer line, uh, there's been some serious situations that are existing in her family, and uh, I want us to remember uh, that particular family. Also, one of the sad, happy things that have happened is that our our brother, brother Bob Reed, passed away last evening, and he is now with the Lord. We were actually scheduled, my wife and I, are scheduled to go to the hospital this afternoon. With his wife to pay our respects to him and the family that was gathered there. Those plans got changed as we are going to go to their home over by North Kansas City Hospital and in the Avondale community. Also, we're glad to have our great deer hunter back in the church today. He, uh, He's raising five fingers, but he can technically raise three of them for sure, or four of them. All right, but Brother George has also been sick. But uh, uh, the measure of how sick he is and how fast he responds is about how many deer he gets. So uh, he's doing pretty good. Perhaps I've left some out unintentionally, I assure you. We thank the Lord, though, for being with us all, and we praise the Lord that you're able to be with us in this service today. This coming Wednesday night, I failed to mention that, but one of my favorite people is going to be in charge of the Bible presentation. That's me. And uh, so please be sure to be here that, Also following the service today, we will be having our quarterly business conference as soon as we can appropriately make the transformation from the worship service into that particular uh, meeting. In preparing for this presentation today, I kind of felt like I was living the life to make preparations for it, as it's been a rather fast moving week with various things happening, uh, like, for instance, what my wife in the hospital and other situations, uh, including our weather. And my presentation title today, Two Words Living urgently. Now, I didn't take those two words to give my week a uh, title, but it could have been, I believe. But rather, there is scriptures in the New Testament, in which we will be reading from the second letter of Corinthians, that talk about an urgency for various things i read from paul's writing to the church at corinth the the second division of corinthians chapter 5 and from the king james version verses 10 through 13 here we go listen carefully for we "...must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord... We persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. And I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion... The Apostle is the one writing and the one is speaking. He says, "...but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that you may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is the God." Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. And I can hardly wait to get to that part of the sermon. I'm going to begin with the first verse I read. But that last verse, this just fits so many of us. Basically, what it is saying, are we in our right mind or not? I like that. Now then. Let's look at verses 10 and 11. I'm going to be re- using verse 11 actually twice in this presentation today. It's kind of like uh, if you had soup beans for lunch today, do you want soup beans again in your life? And of course you do. And uh, I guarantee you I do. We cooked up a big pot of them here a while back and. Uh, My wife cooks and my other stuff. We had to freeze some of them. And I look in the freezer and I see those frozen soup beans in there. And it still makes my mouth water. love soup beans. Now then, verse 10 and 11 has nothing to do with soup beans, I assure you. I gave that to you and and didn't charge you a thing. Verse 10, For we must all appear... Before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, we are talking about urgency. I imagine there's not too many people here in this audience today that is actually trying to do things to die. And to get on out of this world, uh, I'm not so sure it's not a bad idea, but it's not an idea that floats around very freely. The Scripture says concerning urgency and the divine urgency, the living urgency that we have because of our relationship with the Lord, It says, don't forget one thing. Well, that's not the words it uses, but it's implied that we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, I would love to explain to you what this judgment seat looks like. But I can't. I don't have the foggiest idea what it looks like. But in this phrase, and this analogy that Paul is using, it is a place where we're going to come to. Now, I noticed this morning that my wife tried to sit in my chair that you all have let me have to use behind the pulpit. And she found out that her body parts were too short to fit into this chair. In fact, Sister Sonia, who stands next to her in the worship team, I was afraid she was going to fall. I wasn't afraid she was going to fall. I wasn't afraid she was going to break my chair. I wasn't, what I was afraid of, She's just going to be causing me to dial. dial 911 again. However, she found out that it was better to lean against it than to sit in it. Have no idea what kind of chair would fit her, but perhaps we'd have one in the nursery that would work better. We must all appear, the Scripture says, before the judgment seat of Christ. It doesn't matter. What size that seat may be, it really doesn't matter whether it's even a chair or not. What does matter, that we are going to appear before the Lord. And we're going to be, as the Scripture says, that one may receive the things done in his life that he's performed. The Scripture, King James Version says, in his body. All the things that He has done, whether it be, say it with me, good or bad. Now, you were kind of weak on bad, so let's get another rehearsal in so that the online audience can hear it. Good or bad. You're going to go there. Now, I don't know if it would be important for you to have your hair done, nails manicured. I don't know if it matter if you have on a suit or tie or jumpsuit or what have you. It doesn't matter, in my understanding of the Word, when it's time for you to go, you're going to go. And in the thought of, that is given on this, there is an urgency or an importance, if you please, attached to the fact that the things you've done in your life, it's really going to matter. And the Scripture gives us two definitions of what those two things are that matter. The good things, that sounds like a good thing. The bad things, that sounds like a bad thing to me. And the Scripture understands this as Paul wrote it, and he said it in verse 11, Knowing therefore, would you say therefore with me? Therefore. I know a lot of preachers do that, and that's probably the first time in over 60 years I've done that. But uh, it just seemed like it was a thing to do right then. Knowing therefore, I have no idea who Mr. or Mrs. Therefore is, but the Scripture is very plain about this, that knowing therefore, that is the comprehension, that the terror of the Lord, oh my, just, just hang on here for a moment, okay? We're not going to go anywhere until after the business session today and some of you are probably not even going to stay for that, uh, but you, you could. You could stay here and kind of nap through some of it like I do sometimes. But anyway, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. Watch out for that Scripture. Watch out for what that means. Now, that does not mean, first, That does not mean that the Lord is a terrorist, okay? But what it does mean, as a terrorist is uncontrollable about what they do, it is under no man's control of what God will do on that time, at that time. The unfathomable Outreach of the power of the plans of God that not only reaches around the world as many times as you can imagine, but to all places and spaces that there are, the Lord is there. And because of that, because of that, we need to understand in our urgency. That the Lord, the terror is there. And because of that, because of that, the Apostle Paul, as his minister, as being a minister, and his ministry team says, we must persuade men that we must make manifest unto God. And that this manifestation of what we're trying to impart to them and to have imparted from their lives, that has got to be something that will give you a clear conscience. Now, our conscience... Do you like to tell your conscience what to think? And if you do, when you give your conscience an idea of what to think, do you feel good about it and want to take a nap and knowing that you might not wake up? The conscience of man is going to be made manifest by the actions that we have And that comes out. This one line that I have put in this presentation. is very simply says. Truth will come out. Truth is going to win. It's going to be preeminent. During your life and your conscience. And it's going to be preeminent on the day. That you stand before the Lord in this whatever that judgment seat looks like. I read something that I thought would fit the criteria of what your conscience might allow you or I to do. And this was a very interesting, to me, a very interesting tidbit that I picked up, especially because it is of a politician. But he is a politician, quote unquote, that is a Christian. This politician is 25 years old. He's from the 11th District of North Carolina, and he is with a church team of the church that he attends, aside from the politics, he is with a church team that has a sole purpose of going into a Jewish community as well as to a Muslim community. And their quest is to win Muslims and Jews to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, to begin with, one could say that's quite a politician. But I like to go even further than that by thinking, that's quite a man of God. To want to do, win souls to Jesus, and especially those that would be of the Muslim or the Jewish persuasion. Now that's all I have on him, but you can check him out, as he's a 25-year-old congressman from the 11th district of North Carolina. That's pretty—that's uh, pretty leading as to how to identify him. The truth will come out. And no doubt that is one of the things that motivates him. It's the truth of God's word. There is urgency in us living urgence. Living in a fashion that truth is going to walk with us and be a part of our conscientious makeup when we go to the judgment seat of Christ. Now, I'm going to repeat verse 11 again. And I'm going to read through verses 14. And this time I'm reading from the Message Bible. This keeps us vigilant. You can be sure... It is no light thing to know that we'll one day stand in that place of judgment. That's why we work urgently with everyone we meet to get them ready to face God. You know, sometimes we spend so much time on, and if we need to, we need to, Of us facing God. But we have an urgent command. An urgent need to help man be ready to face God as well. God alone knows how well we do. But I hope you realize how much and deeply we care. Those are the words of the Apostle Paul. He said, we're not saying this to make ourselves look good to you. We just thought it would make you feel good, proud, that we're on your side. And not just nice to your face, as so many people are. If I acted crazy, he said, I did it for God. If I acted overly serious... I did it for you. Christ's love has moved me to such extremes. His love has a first and last word in everything we do. Oh living urgency urgence for the Lord. Living sincerely living as Bob. Reed went to be home with the Lord last night, that we're living a life that we might be going home with the Lord tonight. Life, it is said, is an open book. I love what Ruth Graham, Ruth Ann Graham, she was a a daughter of Billy Graham, And she made this comment concerning your life and my life and all Christians' lives. She said it this way, Saints are one who make it easy to believe in Jesus. I've heard this particular saying all my life, that children of God should not be wearing dill-pickle smiles and dill-pickle faces. And I've always said that doesn't apply to me because I smile, I smile when I eat a dill pickle. I just love dill pickles. Not for breakfast, but otherwise, I love dill pickles. And just as it is easy, as she makes the comment, when you live for the Lord and when you're living with the understanding that it's urgent for not only yourself, but your fellow man, it's easy for people to look at you and say, oh, I want to be a Christian. I want to be a child of God. Oh, I want what He has got. I have, over the years, uh, this has happened to me so many times, and I don't mean to be egotistical about this, but I don't know how many times I've went through the uh, checkout line, whether it be a grocery store, whether it be wherever, and people would ask me that are checking uh, out my groceries or whatever. They would say, "Are you a Christian? Are you a minister?" And of course, I, I never lied about that. I always thought I was. They and sometimes I ask them, "How can you tell?" Well, you just sound like you're a Christian. I really don't know what they're picking up on in me from me when they say that. But I can tell you one thing: that's the best person I want to represent when I go anywhere is the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to live. That type of life. We want to live urgent. Now, you may not be able to have a dill pickle face. I'm not even going to get into cosmetics today. Uh, You know more about, there are some of you that know more about cosmetics than I do. And uh, in fact, a doctor told me this week I had my wellness exam and he says, do you have any skin problems? And I I said, well, look at me. Do you think I do? He said, no, you look beautiful. I didn't know if I liked him saying that to me or not. But uh, I said, well, I uh, thank you. Uh, I said, I do use a wash rag every day. And uh, he probably didn't even know what a wash rag was. But... Uh, he said, well, what do you use? And I said, well, you probably are not going to quote me to very many people on this, but what I use is Johnson's baby oil. And uh, some of you might be thinking, well, you use that on your face? It was Well, anyway. The fact is, we represent the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to be, folks, we need to be living very conscientiously and urgent about this matter. Now, the King James Version of verse 13 goes in this fashion For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. Translation. If you're in your right mind, you're doing it for God. If people think you're in your wrong mind, you're doing it for God. Well, give credit to King James for having it worded like that, but that's what it means. And the Apostle Paul was an authority on this. In fact, he had the authority to say it uh, based on what the authority had told him. And this is found in Acts chapter 26, verse 24, when King Festus, he was standing before him. And as he thus spoke for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Now, I'm not trying to be dramatic here, but Paul is standing before the authorities, and he's defending himself, giving explanation of why he's a Christian, and so on, and the Bible says he did not have a lawyer at that point, never did that I know of, but that he spoke for himself, verse 24 of Acts to 26. And here is what the authority says. Festus, that was his name. He said with a loud voice. Now, I'm going to imitate this just a little bit. Brother Harold, may I use you as an illustration? Would you come up here? And and you're coming before... You're coming before the king, the the voice of authority. You have been out here telling people about Christ, right? You believe in Christ, don't you? Mm-hmm. So here's what Festus says to Paul in a loud voice. Harold, you're crazy! Harold, you're touched in the head! Harold... You're one fruit loop from having a bowl of cereal. All right, give, give the fastest imitation a good cheer, and bless Brother Harold as he goes back. Thank you. Well, there you have it. But guess what? He was still living the life to the fullest. Because he was living urgently in the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter where we go, how we go, when we go. It's Jesus. And we're going to go to the end of this life. Now, I, I mentioned a little while ago about people being... Uh, well, Some it came through so many things. I, I didn't include everybody. But I just seen one of the, our churchgoers that is so good to follow a sermon and it's a blessing to the pastor. I just seen Sister Faye yawning like everything back there. <laughs> it surprises you, doesn't it? It, it does. Bless her heart. She's, she's working hard to recover. But I'll tell you one thing I can believe this. Brother Rudy may want more time opposite me, but I believe she's in her right mind about the Lord. And well, I'm going to end this presentation today with a quote. You've heard this quote before, but you've probably not heard who was the origin of this quote. But it was a missionary His name was C.T. Studd. And this is his famous quote from a prayer that he wrote many years ago. Here we go. Only one life, it will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. I feel that that sums up my presentation today for living urgently. It has to be done for Christ, and that is the only thing that will last. Would you stand with me? As we come to the close of this service this morning, I thank the Lord for you being here today. I thank the Lord that I'm able to be here. I thank the Lord for that. And I know you do as well. And I know that none of us know, just by knowing the people we have known this calendar year, that we know what's happening But we know that there's a God that's in charge. And we want to know that we have placed ourselves in the palm of His hand. As we live in this life, let us be urgent and attentive to the things that will please the Lord and will bless us in our life. For the day will come where it will be said, Only the things that are done for Christ will last. And we hear the Lord say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that we have had the privilege to be in the house of the Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for your attention. I thank you, Lord, for your care, your love for us all. Thank you, Lord, for that. And as we depart from this place today, I pray that if there is one individual, or however many there are, and you know the number, Lord, that are not where they need to be with you, I pray, O God, that you will. Open their hearts and their ears to your calling and your being there. And that you will be with them, that you will direct them in their paths. Forgive of all sins and Lord lead us all to that place where we know that we will eventually be. And to hear you say, well done. Bless each man, woman here today. In the name of Jesus I pray. Amen and amen, Praise the Lord, God bless everyone, God bless
0: everyone. The